Well, good morning. As, as you all know, today's Mother's Day, and uh, I'd like to, like to wish those of you who are mothers a happy Mother's Day. And all of us who have mothers or ever have had mothers, uh, we, we love you all. You know, this is, this is a day that we, we take a special effort to uh, pay honor to, to our mothers. And, you know, like Dan said, this is not a uh, once-a-year thing. Uh, we, we, need to, we need to honor our mothers uh, every day. And I'm going to break from my normal pattern of, of uh, giving a sermon today. You know, normally I take a, I take a passage and we go through it verse by verse. And uh, we're, we're just going to take a break from that. This, this sermon just kind of evolved uh, from some, just some thoughts that I jotted down over, over the last couple of weeks. And it kind of uh, turned, in, turned into a sermon uh, we'll get back to our study in First uh, John next week, and I just like to talk about uh, some of the reflections I had. You know, one one Mother's Day morning when our kids were were small. In fact, I don't was Matt born at the time. Even our our our, we, our two daughters were were little, and this one Mother's Day morning, uh, Chris was feeling really sick, and she was in bed, and I was. I was there kind of half asleep, and our, our two daughters, Alicia and Andrea, come in, happy Mother's Day, and they had this tray with a breakfast in bed for mom, nothing for me, but <laughs> breakfast in bed for her, and I, I had no idea they were going to do this, but they, they, they woke her up, happy Mother's Day, just bright smiles on their, on their faces, it was so cute. You know, they they were really eager to to please their mom with with breakfast in bed, and uh, yeah, I thought this was great. Chris is sick, and the good the the girls have on this tray uh, a bowl of soggy Cheerios. Uh, you know, and I don't know what I would have done if there had been one for me too. I I don't know if I could have eaten that, but uh, you know, Chris loving and and grateful did something only a mom can do. And I was impressed. She ate that cereal with a smile. I've, I've got great admiration for, for my wife. She, she's a good mother. Uh, as, as, I, as I think back on her with our kids, there have been plenty of nights where she didn't sleep at all at night, uh, taking care of sick kids. Uh, her, her life has been a life of... Uh, Self-sacrifice, even now that our kids are, are adults. You know, she, she calls them every day. She texts them every day. You know, there's, there's some sort of communication. Uh, and they, they call her. Sometimes I'll hear a little ding on her phone. I say, what's that, Chris? She said, Matt said good morning. You know, that's, that's cool when the son uh, does that. But it's every day. And she's suffered through times when she was not appreciated by the kids. She's she's enjoyed times where they made her feel like she's the best mom in the world. And uh, you know, I guess the main thing I can say about her is they've always known that she loved them. I don't think there's ever been a doubt in in my children's minds that their their mom loved them. So you know, she's she's reveled in their successes. She's uh, grieved at their mistakes and their losses, and uh, you know her her life as a mother has been a mixture of uh, joy and sorrow and grief and ex excitement. 
just as with with any mother, I think. And motherhood can be that way. Motherhood is that way. And so uh, I've got three things I'd like to talk about, and they're they're kind of related in that they all uh, apply to motherhood. But, uh, you know, the point I want to make, the first point is that uh, motherhood is a mixed blessing and that, uh, you know, it's, it's a happy day and it's a very sad day for, for some. And, uh, you know, we're, we're called to rejoice with those who rejoice and weep with those who weep. So, um, just a story about about a mother. This this was a mother uh, hundreds of years ago. Augustine, uh, his his mother. Augustine was a a, a very well known and very influential uh, theologian. He, he lived in the fourth century. He was born in 354 A.D. to a a pagan father and a Christian mother. And his mother is known for the kind of mother she was, and we know about her from Augustine's writings. He he wrote about his mother. Uh, Confessions is, is the, uh, the 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 body of work where he uh, did this. It's his autobiography, and Augustine in uh, Confessions wrote about his inner life, and this inner life was uh, very much dominated by one central figure, his mother Monica. And Augustine and his mother had kind of a strained relationship in in Augustine's uh, younger years, mostly because of Augustine's rejection of Christianity and his loose morals. And he he lived with a woman unmarried and had a child in that relationship. But Monica kept pressing in her uh, speaking to Augustine Augustine, uh, and also to God on his behalf. She prayed for him. In his confessions, Augustine says that during his rebellious years, God was not silent, but he spoke to him through his mother. And Monica continually prayed on Augustine's behalf, and he was uh, saved by God's grace at the age of 32. And here's what Augustine has to say about his mother as, as he prays to God. He said that she was liberal in almsgiving, obedient and helpful in serving your saints, taking no part in old wife's chatter, but wanting to hear you in your words and to speak to you in her prayers. And so Monica was a mother who was very devoted to her son and and to God. And again, today, Mother's Day is a day that that brings uh, mixed emotions. We, we We can talk about great stories like that, and we can talk about uh, tragedies. Um, a few years ago in our church in, in Arkansas, uh, I, I delivered a Mother's Day sermon, and we, we did just what we, what we did this morning. We gave out uh, flowers uh, to, to, the, to the mothers and to the other women in, in the congregation. And there, there was uh, one woman who, for me, was, was noticeably absent from that sermon from that service and sermon. Uh, her name was um, Michelle. And Michelle and her husband, Terrell, had a baby uh, maybe about, I think, 10 years prior to this uh, little girl. This little girl had uh, congenital defects, and she lived for three years. And it was, a, it was a tough three years for her. Tough three years for her mother, 
as well, and, and then the baby died. They didn't have any other children after that. They, just, they decided uh, not to. But Michelle was, was gone, and so uh, Chris and I went over to her house after church and you know, knocked on her door, and we just wanted to wish her happy Mother's Day. And, uh, you know, she was, um, she was in tears. You could, you could tell she was uh, still grieving, uh, but she couldn't bring herself to go to church on, on Mother's Day. It, it was such a sorrowful memory for her. Um, you know, there, there are mothers who have, have lost children. Some in this room have, have lost children. There are mothers whose children have uh, strayed. They've wandered away from the Lord. Uh, we know mothers who have children they haven't even seen for, for years. They're, they're estranged from their children. We think of their, their children, you know, living without the Lord, without hope making poor decisions. Uh, we, we knew a couple in uh, Dallas whose son has completely rejected Jesus. He's mar- he lives in San Francisco, and he's, he's married to a, another guy, and he's dying of, of HIV. Uh, my grandmother lost a son in, in her early 20s, and my sister just about uh, this time last year was celebrating her first mother's day without her son Logan who died of leukemia just last april so mother's day can be hard on on some women uh, courtney Reisig, in a in a blog post for christianity today wrote the, the following she said last mother's day was the first one where i felt deep down that i was supposed to be celebrating that day Yet my arms were empty. I should have had a one-month-old, not, not a spare bedroom filled with books and supplies we never used. Like many women, I dreaded that day, wishing I could sleep through it and wake up on Monday. And yet here I am a year later, arms still empty due to infertility. <coughs> still trying to make sense of this holiday. And as, Win- as Wendy Horger Alsup so helpfully said at her Dot Minutics last year, Mother's Day can be a painful holiday for many women. She says, maybe you're facing the first Mother's Day without your own mom. Maybe you're longing for a child but financially cannot afford an extra mouth to feed right now. Maybe you have a wayward child. All you want is for him to call you this Mother's Day and say, Mom, I'm I'm saved. Or maybe you're like me, you're facing Mother's Day plagued with infertility. It's easy to be overwhelmed by the commercials for cards and flowers and a myriad of morning show segments all dedicated to the one thing that you want most. And then you throw in the Sunday morning church service with its peppy messages to all the moms out there. And you are now one conversation away from a a meltdown. And so Mother's Day can, can be a tough day. It is for some. It can be a joyful day, and it is for many. But as the Apostle Paul said in Romans twelve fifteen, rejoice with those who rejoice and weep with those who weep. You know, each, each mother, each, each woman is, is unique in her situation. And, you know, let's, let's rejoice when one of our sisters in Christ experiences the joy of success, has a baby, uh, you know, just this joy of mothers. 
motherhood. Let's, let's cheer her on when, when her children do well. Let's, let's encourage her when we see her, her children following the Lord. Because that is awesome. When, when the kids excel in their pursuits, let's, let's compliment her. Let's compliment her children. Rejoice with those who rejoice. You know, what, what should be the greatest, um, the greatest joy of a mother or father for, for that uh, matter? You know, it's to, it's to see her child following Jesus. I know for me that was uh, for three, three, three times, three kids, each of them deciding to give their lives to the Lord was, was an exciting time. Um, you know, that's success. It's success when we instill within each child a, a desire to, to know Christ and, and to follow him to be in relationship with him, to, to worship him in, in spirit and in truth, not just going to church or, or being religious, but actually having a close walk with, with the Lord. It's a, joy, uh, it's a joy for a grandmother to see her children passing on the faith to, to their children. So let's come, let's come alongside mothers in their success. Let's, let's cheer them on. Let's also come alongside our sister when she experiences hardship or, or disappointment. Uh, many times it's good just to listen. We don't have to even always have the right thing to say. You know, just, just be there for her. Encourage her. Weep with her. Give her, give her empathy. Give her, give her compassion. And I, I love what Paul says in 1 Corinthians twelve twenty six about life in the body of Christ. He says, if one member suffers, all suffer together. If one member is honored, all rejoice together. And so knowing this uh, mixed blessing of, of motherhood, let's consider that uh, God has given each of us a mother. And he's also used each of our mothers, no matter what our situations are to to bring us up and to bring us to where we are today so my my second point is we we should be thankful we should be grateful you know we're we're told in the bible to be thankful for all things and to be thankful in all things uh that would include our mothers and uh, many of us have have come to the lord because of our mothers I think of my mom talking to me at a very young age about, about Jesus. I think of my, my grandmother, who I know prayed for me every day from the day I was born to the day she died. And I know that that was a very big influence on me. Maybe some of us have come to the Lord uh, in spite of our mothers. <clears throat> here's, here's the thing. God uses all our circumstances. You know, there, there are many, as many stories as, as there are people in, in this room. Let me read Psalm 100. Short Psalm. It says, Make a joyful noise to the Lord, all the earth. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come into his presence with singing. 
Know that the Lord, he is God. It is he who made us and we are his and we are his people, the sheep of his pasture. Enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Give thanks to him. Bless his name for the Lord is good. His steadfast love endures forever and his faithfulness to all generations. And I want to just point out in in particular that last verse. The Lord is good. His steadfast love endures forever and his faithfulness to all generations. It's God's plan for parents to pass on the faith, to pass on God's faithfulness to their children so that they can pass it on to their children. And uh, you know, remember, uh, we just heard about this. Dan brought up uh, Deuteronomy 6, 4 through 7, the, the Shema which is Hebrew for hear. Listen. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your might. And these words that I command you today shall be on your heart. You shall teach them diligently to your children and shall talk to them or talk of them when you sit in your house, when you walk by the way and when you lie down and when you rise. In other words, all the time, this is what, you, what we need to be talking about with our children. Whether they're little or, or whether they're adults, this applies. And I'm thankful that my parents did this for me. Growing up, there was, there was no doubt in my mind that the right thing to do was to follow God. And... Uh, I'm thankful for my mother. God's faithful. He he has a plan for each of us. You know, he uses our circumstances, including our, our parentage, in fulfilling that plan. And so, these last couple of weeks, I've been spending a lot of time thinking about my mother, uh, mainly, I guess, because, you know, over, over the last several years, well, uh, I think about eight years ago, she had a minor heart attack, and you know when that happens, you you start to think about the uh, the transience of, of of our lives. You know, there's a, a limited number of years that are set aside for each of us to live, and when you see your parents approaching the end, and they're still alive, by the way, my mother's still alive, but when you see them getting near the end, you realize, well, I'm next in line. And my mom's not going to be around forever. My dad's not going to be around forever. When, When I was younger, that never even occurred to me that my parents could ever die. I just figured they, they'd be here forever. But, uh, faced with, with their death, which will happen, um, it, it causes me to think of my own life, about where I'm, about where I'm at. I think that every everything that's happened to me from the time I was born to to this moment right now has prepared me for this moment right now. I believe that God has has had a, a hand in all of the events of my life, which which molded me and made me and made me what I am. Some of the some of these things have been great. Some of them have been not, not so great. 
Some have been hard. Some have been very hard. But I realize that I need to be thankful for everything. That's what I'm told to be. I need to be thankful for everything that God's done in my life. These are the things that have taught me to trust in God. These are the things that have convinced me that the only reasonable thing I can do is to turn to God and rely on him. All these things have have resulted in an intimate relationship with with the Lord. And so we're told in 1 Thessalonians 5.14, give thanks in all circumstances for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. I'd like to read a quote from uh, Henry Nowen. He says, To be grateful for the good things that happen happen in our lives is easy, but to be grateful for all of our lives, the good as well as the bad, the moments of joy as well as the moments of sorrow, the successes as well as the failures, the rewards as well as the rejections, that that requires hard spiritual work. Still today... We are only truly grateful people when we can say thank you to all that has brought us to this present moment. As long as we keep dividing our lives between events and people, we would like to remember those we'd rather forget. We cannot claim the fullness of our beings as a gift of God to be grateful for. Let's not be afraid to look at everything that has brought us to where we are now and trust that we will soon see in it the guiding hand of a loving God. Our mothers have played a big part in that. So being thankful for this, let's let's express our gratitude to our mothers. Let's express gratitude to the the mothers around us. I I thank you all, mothers. You've worked hard. You've sacrificed a lot. Many mothers have, have suffered the ingratitude of, of their children. I think that comes along with, with motherhood. Even, even great children can many times forget to be thankful towards their mothers. And that brings us to the third point. Let's honor our mothers. Let's honor them. And for most of us, I think this is easy. It is for me. My mom is a great mom. But I, I still know that I can do better in, in this area. Uh, and you know for most of us this is easy there there are some though I, I know there are some I know some whose mothers were were not good people um, I, I've known I've known people who have said I, I have a hard time uh, uh, I have a hard time honoring my my mother or, or my father but um as Christians, we need to we need to realize that that honor is is commanded. It's commanded. In fact, we're not only are commanded to honor our mothers and fathers, we're we're commanded to honor everyone. That's what Peter says in First Peter two seventeen. Honor everyone. Honor everyone. In Romans twelve ten, Paul says, "Outdo one another in showing honor." That's what we. That's what we do as Christians. We need to honor everybody. But we're focusing on the mothers now. We're told in particular to honor our fathers and and our mothers. Uh, Paul quotes the the law 
In Ephesians 6, 1 through 3, he says, uh, Children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. And he quotes, Honor your father and mother. This is the first commandment with a promise that it may go well with you and that you may live long in the land. And notice this isn't conditional. Uh, It doesn't say, Honor your parents when they have earned your honor. This is honor. Honor them. Honor your mother. Honor your father. And that's hard for some people to take. That's, uh, that's difficult for some people to, to swallow. But we are to value our, our mothers. We're to hold them in, in high esteem. That's what, that's what this word honor means. And I'd like to look at uh, you know, two, two aspects of this honor. First, in our hearts. And then second, in, in practical ways. So first, honor your, honor your mother in, in your heart. You know, this is a matter of attitude. Uh, and, you know, we can go through the motions pretty easily once a year. You know, here's, here's a card. You send her a card. You maybe even call her um, maybe a little gift, you know, but, but maybe you're a, you're a million miles away emotionally. That's not honor. You know, we, we do need to consider that motherhood is a, a thankless job many, many times, and we need to be sensitive to that. It's a job that requires a lot of self-sacrifice, and it often comes with little or, or no appreciation. And uh, we need to internalize this, this honor. Then we can sincerely honor our mothers in practical ways. So, again, it's not a, a one-day-a-year thing. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's hard for us guys, I think, to be good at this. Maybe, maybe it's just me. I don't know. But I need, I need to call my mom more frequently. I need to contact her more. I need to, I need to do better. Just talk with her. Take an interest in the things that, that she's into. I, I sometimes find myself, if I'm on the phone and she's telling me about something I'm just not interested in at all, I, I find myself maybe sometimes getting mildly in, impatient. And I've, I've got to stop that. I've, I've got to give her my, my attention when I, when I talk to her. What else can we do? We can, we can take care of our mothers, it's, it's our responsibility. You know, she took care of us all those years. My mom took care of me. She she committed her life to bringing me up in a way that that pleases the Lord. Uh, they they gave up their time, their their resources, and I need to honor them in any way I can as as they grow older and approaching their later years. We need to let our mothers know that we honor them. We need to find ways to express our, our love for them and our, our care for them. Uh, and, and each of us is different, and each mother is unique. We need to find creative ways to honor them in, in meaningful ways. Let's pray for our mothers. Let's pray with our mothers. Uh, let's, let's, discuss, let's discuss spiritual things with, with our mothers. I've just scratched the surface here. We, we need to be creative and find ways to honor our, our mothers. Uh, even small things matter. 
uh, a little handwritten note, uh, a gift, uh, a visit, uh, a phone call or, or a text. I'm proud of my mom. She's learned how to text on her phone. And she's, she's gone wild with it, sending the little uh, pictures and uh, what are they called? Emoticons or whatever. And, uh, you know, mainly just a, a word of encouragement is maybe all she needs. So, you know, again, Mother's Day can, can elicit a lot of different emotions for each of us. Uh, it, it can bring up good memories. It can bring up not so good memories. But, you know, we'd, we'd like to encourage the mothers that, that are among us our own mothers, the mothers that we that we work with in, in the church. Um, encourage the mothers when things are going well. Comfort them with, with compassionate hearts when, when things are not going well, when they're hurting. Motherhood's a mixed blessing. So let's rejoice with those that rejoice, weep with those who weep. Um, you know, we'd like to acknowledge the, the impact that our, that our mothers have, have had on us. They're, God's, they're part of God's plan for, for our lives. We need to be thankful for our mothers in our hearts, our speech, in our action. Let's honor them. Let them know we love them. And we appreciate all the mothers who have contributed to the the welfare the the success of the body of Christ they've contributed uh, godly children to the church I also like to honor those who are sometimes unofficial mothers and, and grandmothers you know there there are there are women who we know who who don't have children but yet they 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 function as as mothers to other people's kids. That's that's awesome. So let's pray. Lord, uh, Lord God, we we thank you for our mothers, uh, ours, the mothers that are that are among us. Uh, we we know that motherhood is is a wonderful thing. We also realize that it's it's difficult. So help us, Lord, to. Uh, Approach the women in our lives with with celebration, but also with compassion, Lord. Strengthen the mothers. Give them peace, Lord. Give them wisdom in how to bring up their children. Um, We're we're grateful, Lord, for how you've used our our mothers in in our lives to bring us to where we are right now. Lord, we we honor them. We we love them, Lord. We, We pray for them. Bless them, Lord. Bless them. And we pray in the name of our our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Happy Mother's Day.